I had a guy tell me one time, man, you're short. I said, yeah, but I measure up in Jesus. You got to know who you measure up in. And uh, any conversation on the outside, it is on the outside. Because Christ is on the inside protecting you, guiding you. And I want to tell you this. One of the scriptures the Lord gave me for you, and this is the cry of my heart. Like I'm not even here, and nobody's here. It's just you and the Lord. It's you and the Lord. Though we're gathered together, God wants you to be intimate with Him. And what He's saying is this. He says, don't pretend that you got it all together. He said, I know you. And I know what I want to make known to you. So what he's looking for is your heart to be honest toward him. Uh, uh, We talked about humility today. Humility is just an expression of your heart that says, Oh God, help me. Because you've done your plan. You've done your plan. You've done your plan. You know what the Lord told me? He says, Mike, are you tired of all those dead end plans? Now you cut off all the hairs, dead ends. Well, you're the heir of righteousness. He said the dead ends go. The Lord wants to separate you from the dead conversations that's troubling you. There's, now, I'm going to let the Lord just kind of, I think, mount up with wings. I'm going to let him wing this thing over top of us. But the thing I want you to see is this. That he that abides under the shadow of the Almighty... The wings. He is covering you and he is causing his spirit to blossom up in you so you can hear what he's saying to you in the midst of the things that are troubling you. So that the thing that's troubling you will not be the thing that you act on because that is the sentence of death and the enemy's trying to bring you back under the rule of disobedience. Think about that for a minute. So I want to just throw this out there. Anybody been troubled? Well, here's the thing the Lord is saying to me. I want to trouble trouble. What is troubling you is touching me. And I want to deal with it. And I'm dealing with it through you. And I need you to quit crying out for me. I want you to listen and believe and trust what I answer you. That is the answer I'm going to work through. Hold forth my word. Quit listening to this temptation of this. Because it's based on your evaluation of a past thing. Of a life that never was supposed to be. So the enemy's trying to get another stronghold, a foothold on you. And the Lord of glory says, I'm making an army. And I'm producing in them the very thing that will defeat every lie and every temptation. And they will know that it's my spirit in them that's making a way where there is no way. And he said, if you be otherwise minded, I'll take you in a way that will... So, I mean, it'd be like this. The enemy's trying to lean you in, in, in a direction unlike God. But God said, my mind in you won't lean. He said, my mind in you is not tempted by the enemy. And he says this, he can't tempt my mind and he can't tempt my mind in you. 
He can't penetrate it. He can't work around it. If he comes in front of it, it'll crush him. He will bow every single time. It is the mind of the Lord that he's producing through you. And he said, let your mind be renewed by the washing of the water by the word. There's some things here that's just burning in my spirit. But in the scriptures, it says this. Did I pray before we opened up here? <laughs> Let me pray. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, my life is a prayer. <laughs> Just get up and run and you answer. And it's so joyous. You said the joy of the Lord is my strength. Lord, you said, you said, and, and I just believe what you said. I just believe it. So I take the shackles of the lie of the enemy all of his devices that have no power. We just took communion. The blood of an everlasting covenant separates you from all of those lies. Who in here wants to be free of the, of the suggestion of the enemy? We're not taking any of his advice today. We're not taking the bread of sorrow. The only thing he can bring back to us is our past. What are we working out of our past when we're working out of what God says is our future? So, Father, there's a clean separation, and I pray that every device of the enemy will be broken now in Jesus' name. Not a suggestion, and the children of God will know how to hold forth what you said and believe what you said. When everything in their being is saying something different, they come into an agreement with you. And the promises that you promised them is that you would be with them. You would work through them and you would guide them. And great peace have they that love thy law and nothing shall offend them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, this is, this, is, um, this is a thought the Lord gave me, and I want to share it with you. I was just in prayer, and I was asking the Lord, and he said, I'm praying the scriptures, and I'm listening. He said, Mike, I want to create in you a sanctuary Ooh. of my will be done. Hallelujah. I want to create in you the very place that you know that you're not doing your will. Your will is in submission to what I'm working, and you know it, and you give yourself to it. Regardless of what you're going through, you're not trying to deal with the thing you're going through. You're in submission to the Lord, and he said he would fight your battle. So we learn how the Lord fights battles, but we also learn by the things that we go through, we learn to be obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit. There's two things the Lord has, has given me, and I'm just going to start painting these pictures. One of them was he showed me a pencil. I said, I'm sharpening a pencil. I said, okay, so I'm sharpening. When you're sharpening a pencil... And you pull it out. What are you looking for? Point. All right. The lead. Good sharp point. Right. So then I hear the Lord speak to me. He says, when I'm sharpening you with the scriptures, what am I looking for? Come on. Is he looking for you to lead the Holy Spirit? 
Or is he looking for you to be led by the Holy Spirit? He says, if you're not led by the Holy Spirit, you speak in scriptures, but it tends to nothing. And it's pointless. Till you are led by the Holy Spirit. Not taking the scriptures and trying to tell others what they need to do. And this is a powerful scripture. Because we need to let the Lord deal with our heart. He said, he said this to me. Mike, why are you stumbling over what others should and shouldn't do? And you're ignoring what I'm saying to you. Come on, guys. Let's not ignore the Holy Spirit talking to us. And when we come to him and we say, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to put up with this. Or I've had enough of this. Or they're doing this or they're doing that. What are we absolutely expressing in that moment when we come to the end of ourself? It is a dead end. But I chose to go down that dead end for a while. And I'm journeying down the dead end, and it's miserable, and I'm, I'm layering on all these thoughts, not even recognizing that the thought is not the thought of the Holy Spirit. It is the thought of the enemy separating me from the one who keeps me. Now, I'm, I'm in, but my mind is kind of like dangling out there someplace, and, and the Lord wants my mind to be renewed. He wants my mind to know what he's saying to me, and let this mind that was in him be in me. There was a guy that was down south. And uh, they had a houseboat. And they had a, like a family reunion. And everybody was on a houseboat. And uh, the toilet plugged up. So they called the maintenance man. And he come out in a little boat. And he's... And he's Early in the morning, he gets there, and he, he's kind of a southern guy. And so the, the guy takes him to where the toilet's at, and, and the maintenance man, he kind of talked really slow. And he went in, and he looked at the toilet, and he goes, You know, when you got a problem with the toilet, you want to call the maintenance man right away. You just don't want to keep layering it on. I said, man, Lord, is that what we do when we don't call on you? We layer on another something of what? That needs to be flushed away? Because it's something that you're not producing in us, but the enemy is, is covering up what you really want. And he's layering it on and layering it on and layering it on. Do you know that there's no anxiousness in God? There's no bitterness in God? There's no jealousy in God? There's no, no, no you know what I mean? Do you don't understand the fruits of the Spirit? Throw up on that screen uh, Galatians chapter 22. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know the scriptures. So, what am I saying? I was up at Sam's one time and it was a, it was a snowstorm. And I'm trying to get something. You know, I got my mind on what I'm getting. And it's, and there's, and there's, um, Snow was just clogging up my windshield wipers. So I've got this view, and I'm looking for a parking slot, and all of a sudden I heard this grinding noise. I said, what's that? You know, the radio wasn't on. And I'm focusing outside, and I'm seeing snow, big flakes of snow. And all of a sudden I look, and there's a pole right in front of my truck, and I'm pushing it. 
I thought, what is that? I look up and it says, watch out for pedestrians. <laughs> and this guy's going like this, what the heck? And I roll my window down and I go, hey, I'm moving it over here. It's safer over here. So it's easy. he's going, what? <laughs> but here's what the Lord is saying. We can be moving right along and the Lord speaks to us and we missed. Don't go that direction. And we layer on another thought of the enemy, trying to deal with it, trying to fix it, trying to, to handle. But the Lord said, I don't work out of that fallen nature. I work out of my divine nature. I'm working to my will and to my good pleasure. And you're taking my word and trying to work it out in your own strength. And you separate yourself from the power of God that keeps you. He said, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. It's your seal. He's sealing you today. He said, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. So I'm taking, I just want you to imagine this. Because sometimes we don't put this in perspective. Because everyone seems right in their own mind. I'm just telling you. And you know what? Whatever we're thinking on will probably be what we're acting on. Unless there's restraint in us to know not to do that. The restraint in us is the Holy Spirit. And we know that we had the sentence of death in us. We know not to trust in ourselves. But many do trust in what they know about God, what they heard about God. So what they do, they come with an accusation that presents their case, not God's plan of salvation. So I'm just thinking, what is so like important to you that it has a grip on you? And if it has a grip on you, then you're pivoting off of it. You cannot help but work off of it. And if it's a selfish view, Dad had to break that pivot and get back on what God said. Because what the enemy was trying to do was get him to transfer over here based on what circumstances were happening to him. But I'm here to tell you, no matter what circumstance happens to you, I look in the Bible, I see Joseph. How did he come out after he went through all of that stuff? So what I'm telling you is all of us have circumstances, and we can start out talking to one another, you don't know what I'm going through. We need to take that right back to where it came from, the pit of hell. We need to quit... Um, Letting that conversation have control over us. It didn't come from God. When my Bible tells me we have a great high priest that cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, all points was tempted like as we are yet without sin. We have a great high priest. And he is touched with what you are going through. But he didn't leave you on your own. He's recreating within you the love of his very presence that birthed within you the very thing you need to produce what he wants you to be in him. You got to hear this now. So when you're going through something, you won't be focused on the storm. You start to call on him. Now, if you're concerned about something... 
I, I, I wrote this to myself. This is, I'm just talking to me now. Mike, if you're concerned about anything, it's not the place to ask for a fill-up based on the circumstances. You're going to get filled up with the layering on of the things that have nothing to do. And, you know, do is, to me, I just look like doo-doo. Because eventually it'll get in your do and your, your way you're viewing one another. And the Lord is just saying, man... And I, was, I, I mean, it's almost like the Lord saying, we need a spiritual enema. I mean, a Nineveh, excuse me. We need to blow that crap out of there. We, I'm serious. I'm like, how long are we going to sit in that mess? But I really believe the Lord is saying, listen, I've had enough of that. And my children are going to hear what I'm saying. And all of a sudden they're going to rise up, shake themselves. And begin to be disciplined by the spirit of, that, of life that is in Christ Jesus. And they won't give place to any of those conversations anymore. He's calling you to keep you. Listen, you can get prayed for and go back out and have the enemy just lie to you. So when are you going to believe what God says to you and then you hold it forth regardless of your feelings? When are you going to testify of what God is working in you and crucify the affections and the lust in your members? When are you going to allow your conscience to be purged from dead works to serve the living God? He is ready right now, ready to enter in. He, and listen to this. He is not condemning us because every single one of us want to do it right. But now he has to teach us how to do it right. And quit trying to do it with the thing that has nothing to do with what he said. But just the thing that he said to you, that's what he wants to work through. He doesn't want you to work outside your plan. What part of the enemy has any part in God's plan? So, outside, inside. The only thing I ever knew before was what the enemy suggested to me. So, guess what he can do? He can call back what he used to call, cause me to stumble. And he, used, he can call back what I used to like. But now I have something different working in me. Oh, that's disgusting to me. It is. It's just flat out disgusting. And if you're still thinking on something like that, then the Lord wants to get into your thinker and he wants you to get a view of how he's saying things are so that you're not distracted because whatever you're distracted by can cause you harm. Because the enemy, does he come to bless you or to rob from you? So when you are handling things in your own strength, what is the enemy trying to do to your family? And you're, and you're in submission to that? Are you okay with that? Then you're going to have to take authority not to do that anymore and cry out to God in that moment and let him come in and begin to guide you in that moment. There was really a breakthrough. You know the mind that you were talking about? I knew what it was. The Lord was saying, let this mind be in you. That was in Christ Jesus. 
So if we're otherwise minded, the Lord is saying to us, I want you to be like this. This is the way I'm thinking towards you. Do you know in the scriptures when it says. Lord. Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Those who believe the report. The arm of the Lord is revealed. So with an outstretched arm. Do you know what opened up that Red Sea? That outstretched arm. So when you start to believe the report, God stretch his arm out through you. His hand is upon you for good. He starts to make a way where there is no way. He starts to keep your heart and your mind in perfect peace. Peace becomes a weapon to you. It's a warfare. You'll hold your peace and I'll fight your battle. You get into the battle and you begin to knock the enemy down and crush him on every side. You begin to see where he starts to tear people up. And you move in and say, Lord, send me in there. In the name of Jesus. You begin to cry out and say, oh God, I need you. You begin to say, work through me to destroy the destroyer in people's lives. Lord, send me in there. Let me finish your work. God, complete within me the very thing you designed me to be. And loosen me and set me and send me. And I'll be the one, Lord, who's listening to what you're saying. And I'll humble myself before you in their midst. And I'll make a declaration of God Almighty. His hand is upon us for good. When he said rejoice, and again I say rejoice, let your moderation be known unto all men. God's hand. Right here, right now. His hand is on you. You can't outrun his hand. Why do we think that he were outside of his hand when he said commit your soul into my hands for safekeeping? You think that he can't keep your soul if you commit it? Did you commit it into his hands? Then it's in there. Then why are you letting the enemy buffet you and knock you around with every wind, wave, a doctor? You're considering what he's saying. Oh God, is my soul really in your hands? I don't feel like it. When he said, shake yourself and say, my soul's in your hands and I'm going to go. There's a different conversation that begins to flow through you. But when you start to consider something else. Now listen to this. Straight and narrow way. I'm walking. Right? And then the enemy says something. What do I have to do? Am I going forward? I paused. Now I'm considering. Did God give me the bread of sorrow or the bread of life? So why am I considering something that's causing me sorrow? Satan trying to get you to evaluate what you're doing for God. Wait a minute. Who's working in you to his will and to his good pleasure? Who's working in you? Why is he talking to you? You need to say, you need to talk to my father. (laughs) I'm going to keep doing what he said. (laughs) And you kick that lie off. Are, Are you hearing me? Okay. Because it's time for us to realize that when I'm, when I'm caught in that net of deception, that I'm being ineffective for the kingdom. I can go into work and I'd be troubled with something at home. And I, God wants to work through me where I'm at because he's a very pleasant help in a time of need. Right? 
But I'm still struggling with the thing that happened in the conversation that happened back here that I, I can't even hear God anymore. And you know that anger, wrath, envy, strife is like putting blinders on the spirit. You begin to blind your own self. You can't even, you can't even hear because you're blinding yourself. You're making yourself dull of hearing. Just by considering that stuff. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a couple stories with you. Um, that dead end sign is a real, real, real life experience that the Lord is saying to me, I set before you dead end. Life. Now, Mike, you choose. But what we're having to do is really this. Whatever you choose, it will come to be. Whatever you choose. So the Lord is telling us, choose life. And here's where the real deal is. When he starts talking to me, how many children are in here real small? Okay. I'll hold that. Um, I'll say it like this. When, when Adam was in the garden, God didn't look and say, oh, he had this drive, sexual need that he had to fulfill, so I'm going to create. He didn't create woman for that. But you know the lie on us is that we will lie, buy into that lie of what our wife is not doing for us or our man is not doing for us, and then we'll stumble over what... The enemy is saying, and will stumble in such a way that we'll be start to hear the wrong thing, and it'll be more about what's not happening to me. Is God still working, or isn't he? So what I'm doing now is I'm going down a dead end. Willingly. And all of a sudden, I reinforce my position. And if I think like that, I'll start making decisions off of that thing. And now, because of what that person's not doing, I'm behaving this way. And God is Lord. And you're saying uh, you're ignoring him as Lord. And when you stand before him, and this is what I want you to see. That's just an illustration. But if you stand before the Lord and say, Lord, the reason why I did it was because... <laughs> you know how <laughs> you know how, you know how bad that's going to be. But can we evaluate ourselves now and see whether we're in the faith or not? We can. We can start to evaluate ourselves right now. That's what mercy is all about. That's what grace is all about. That's why he said you could cover one another. That's why he said that we're our brother's keeper. We could begin to pray for one another. When I see my brother in error, what am I supposed to do? Pray for them. But here's the deal. Don't pray looking at what they're doing. Pray as God is speaking to you on their behalf to recover them. So you know he loves them. So you're praying the love of God for them. And your view is never taken off of him. If you transfer your view, you'll start to look more at what your brother's doing. And you'll forget about what God's doing on behalf of the brother. And you'll be overtaken in the fault. It's scripture. So he said, look well to your going. Look 
well to your going. Look where you're going. Look. Look where you're going. And they looked upon him and they were enlightened. Look. Call on him. Call on him. Now here's 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 um <laughs> these are are these kind of sobering messages. They are, they sober you. And he said, but be sober what? <laughs> why why would I preach anything different? <laughs> I'm just saying. Why would I consider anything else but what he wants us to be mindful, full of? Why would I? Now, this is, this is a tough one, and we can do it. We really, 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 really can do it. Can we start to ask God how they see the one that's, that is affecting us? Can we start to ask God how he's looking at them? We'll probably hear something like this. What you're looking at is not troubling me, Mike. And the reason why you're troubling is because you're being affected by what they're doing. And you're not allowing me to be effective in your life. And if I can't be effective in your life, how are you going to help your brother? So I got to set you free from viewing what they're doing because it seems like it's robbing you. But I said you couldn't be robbed. I said the enemy can't break in on you. So why are you agreeing that the enemy can take something from you when he can't take something from you? Because I'm the one that's keeping it for you. So we got to get up out of the thing that the enemy is, is causing us to focus on and begin to focus on how God is viewing them. And then that becomes our prayer. But you know where you have to go to find that view? Any, any, anybody? You, where you have to go? There has to be something in you that finds a place where you start to be honest with God and saying, Lord, I'm affected by this. You probably won't get the view right away because God has to work those layers of doo-doo off of you. But let him start to work that thing out of you. He'll work. He'll wash it away. He'll cleanse you. You'll start to see clear to help your brother, help your mate, help your neighbor. Hallelujah. Come on. And you know what he said? I'm going to give you another what? Helper. So you're not trying to do it in your natural strength. You're learning how to be led by the Holy Spirit. And what we're really saying is, Lord, unless you lead me, it's not going to work. So the only way to be effective is by being led by the Holy Spirit. How about this, the prayer that says, the effectual, the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous. Do you know what really is the fire of the Holy Spirit? It's flowing through your heart, 
purging you and the fire of his presence with power and demonstration. That's why Paul said, when I come among you, I come among you in the power and demonstration in the spirit. You won't just hear words. This life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. And he is empowering me with his spirit. And I've learned how to be led by the Holy Spirit. In fact, when he would preach, he would say, for the space of three years, I cease not to declare unto you the full counsel of God. Go back on that scripture right there. To the, to the works of flesh. And then we're going to go to Acts 10, 10, 22. Now listen, listen to what I'm saying. Jesus preached powerful messages. But he was only able to perform in the hearts of those that believed it. You can hear anointed messages. And go out with still the annoying thing. That the enemy has beaten you up with. Because you didn't allow the Holy Spirit to change your mind. You didn't turn away from it and say, God, forgive me. I was producing the wrong fruit. I was going down at that end. And I was hurting my brother. And I was making a disgrace to the spirit of grace. Father, forgive me. Now, do you know that that's, that's a perfectly beautiful prayer to the Holy Spirit and the Father when we humble ourselves because what it does it starts before we open our mouth we start to listen before we jump in there and try to fix something we know I can't fix anything unless I'm being led by the Holy Spirit so it causes us to to think soberly to just settle down and listen to what he's saying to you because the only effect that you can have that is effectual is if the Spirit is working through your your actions, your very actions are, are mirroring the Holy Spirit. Turn, uh, go back to Galatians 5, um, 520. The Holy Spirit doesn't take that long to call it back to your remembrance. I mean, he, you don't have to worry about the old computer. <laughs> Listen. Listen, we gotta we gotta realize that strife, jealousy, anger, dispute, dissensions, fractions. Guys, we've been listening to the wrong spirit. If that's the end results, now you might be battling with those things. But if that comes your conclusion about your brother, you miss God all the way. And you were totally deceived. But the Lord, the Lord, even though we're like that, there's something in us that wants to know to do it right. But we just got let off a little bit. The Holy Spirit is not done working with you. So don't let the enemy condemn you ever. Once you recognize that, but if don't defend it, now you're reinforcing the stronghold of the enemy in your life, and the Lord's going to have to create like a bit. He said, don't be like the mule that has to have a bit put in its mouth. He loves you, but he knows how to design a circumstance. And you know what? The circumstance is almost like, God, what's going on? 
Have you ever had him talk to you because you had it all right, you were doing the right thing, but it wasn't what he said, and it was all wrong, and it was outside of being led by the Holy Spirit, and you thought that you were good because you, were, you had the scripture. <laughs> Listen to this. I'll just share this with you. I was over at Anna's house, and, and uh, Anna said, uh, just, did, you, uh, did you read your verse for the day? Did you do your homework? And the response was back, I didn't, I didn't look at the verse. She goes, well, that's important, probably more important than your homework. Make sure you get that verse in. And, you know, it's gonna, and all of a sudden, the Lord spoke to me, and I called her over. I says, hey, you know, God made the universe. Yeah. And he did it with a verse. And the verse that you're reading, God created everything in the universe. How do you know what God can, can do when you get that verse in you and he starts to create through you? She goes, <laughs> what can God do through us? When we really start to believe what he's saying to us and we turn away from everything else and we just go with the one thing he said and we hold on to it and we don't let life experience us, you know, that we're experiencing, put the word of God down and start to say, well, my experience says this. God is not to be underneath your experiences. God is to be above your experiences. So we... We, we choose to put the word of God out front. Even though circumstances are a certain way. And thoughts are bombarding us every day. Do you realize you're going to battle every day? Probably in the very day you die. But the battle that the Lord said is you hold your peace. So he said the peacemakers. Why does he want you to hold peace? So when you step into a situation. You speak like this to the storm. Peace. I'm here now. In the name of Jesus. When I walk into a place and I hear somebody saying, man, it's really dark here. And I said, where were you at? Viewing the darkness or being the light? Did you stop because it was dark? Or did you turn on the light and then ramp it up? Why are we viewing what the enemy's doing so much and let it, that, that conversation flow through our tongue? When the Lord says that my tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Here goes that eraser again. So he's cutting down all the enemy's lies. And you know what? If he gets to the eraser, then let it all go. You're finally going to get to the lead. <laughs> he ground it all the way. And you're thinking, well, something's in here good you're going to use, Lord. He said, no, but can't use any of it. Die to yourself. <laughs> oh, Lord, I thought there was something good in that. Yeah, it's good when you die to yourself. Now, let's go building. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm telling the truth. <laughs> okay, let me read a scripture here. Go to Acts chapter 10. Actually, I'll quote it out, out of the... I think it's right around 22. It says this. If you're going on NIV, I got King James just flowing through my heart all day long. Because that's how I heard it, and that's how God expressed it. But he says, I commend you to God. Paul was saying, for the space of three years, I cease not to declare unto you the full counsel of God. He said, I'm going away. What did Jesus say? I'm going what? Away. Didn't he? He said, but I'm praying I'm going to give you a Holy Spirit. 
Right? Paul was saying to them, listen, I'm going away. I represented the very thing that the Holy Spirit was, was producing. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified by faith in Christ Jesus. Sanctified. Sanctify them through thy word. Thy word is truth. He wants to be a sanctuary in you, a place where he works through you. Hallelujah. And when he works through you, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Jesus always did the will of the Father. Always did the will of the Father. And the disciples were talking, and he chose them, and they didn't know the will of the Father yet. So he was teaching them through the things that they experienced, and every one of them thought that they were going to do something great for the Lord one day. And they're talking about how great they were going to do. And the Lord turned around and said, what are you talking about? And it got silent. He said, are you guys talking about who's going to be the greatest? The greatest among you could be servant, a servant of all. If you try to be the greatest, like people are going to look at you with the greatest, he said, you're going to be the least servant of me. In order to serve me, you're going to have to become a servant, the greatest servant. So the Lord wants to work through us, not for the fact that he's puffing you up, building you up, but if you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, he'll exalt you. And he said, the humble will hear. And the testimony, the promises, and they will be glad. Do you know in one place where he says, he says, I asked the Lord three times to deliver me of this situation. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Kim, you know the scripture. The response of the Lord was, my grace is sufficient. Now there's a response of the one that heard it. Oh, Lord, come on. (laughs) Was that his response? I can't believe, how in the world is that going to happen? No, you know what he said? Most gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmity that the power of God will reside upon me. He learned in whatever state the power of God would reside upon him, regardless of his infirmity or infection or his weakness. His God's strength was going to overcome his weakness, and he was going to declare the glory of God. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Okay. I'm going to read um, Psalms 85 and 8. I will hear what the Lord God will speak, for he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints, but let them not turn again to folly. This is in in, uh, Psalms. I will praise you, O Lord, with all my heart, and I will glorify your name evermore. In Psalms 5.3, it says this. Early in the morning, you will hear my voice. Now, you know, I was thinking that, you know, I was getting up early in the morning and the Lord would hear my voice. He says, Mike, you got it backwards. <laughs> you get up early and you will hear my voice. I said, oh, it wasn't like you were glad to hear my voice. He said, no, I need to fill you with my voice. <laughs> you don't got nothing to say. I said, until you hear what I'm saying. I said, oh, Lord. <laughs> That's where you're going to hear his voice at. I don't care what you're going through. And this is the prayer. When you were talking about the mind today, like we were talking about a headache, I thought about God's head aching. 
<laughs> it's, <all that. laughs> it's like, man, Lord, what did we bring in and ache to you? <laughs> you know? He, what he was saying to me one time, he says, Mike, you can be anointed or you could be annoying. <laughs> and I thought, Lord, let's pray, you guys. And uh, let's bring this to a close. But I want you to know you're an open book read of all men. And God wants them to read about him. God is declaring unto you the scriptures, right? It's really a declaration of what he's working in you that you will act out of. So you become an actor or responding to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Father God, in the name of Jesus, truly, Father, you love us so much. And I'm thinking about this. When we get on the job, did we silence your voice? Because, you know, it's just not. But if you're leading me and you want to you work through me, oh, God, help me to break out of, this, of the enemy's suggestion and help me with love and kindness and tender mercy express you and make you known as you ought to be made known. Father, I pray that every device of the enemy would be broken this morning. In the name of Jesus, the very thing that comes out of disobedience and trying to throw that thing on us, this, you didn't give us a spirit of disobedience. You gave us a spirit of obedience. You didn't give us a spirit of fear. You gave us a spirit of, that, of, of this love and joy and, and power in the Holy Ghost. You didn't give us anything that would harm us. You only spoke the very thing in us that would recreate in us who you are. So we get to see who you are in our daily walk all the time. You're expressing yourself through us. And we're starting to come into the intimacy of what you're working through us. And we can become very factual because it's no longer me, Mike Pickover, it's living. I liken myself dead unto sin and alive unto you this day. And I pray all of your children would come to the place where they say, yes, Lord, whatever you want to fashion in me today, that's the fashion of the day. Whatever you say, let me live it, put it on, and, and learn how to please you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.